Hi, it's Rebecca Whitman, your host of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I'm a top-rated life coach, an international best-selling author, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I'm on a mission to help you go from burned out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. The experts on this show will help you achieve work-life balance so that you can experience abundance in seven pillars of life, spirituality, health, emotions, romance, mindset, social, and financial life. When you have all seven pillars of life in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. Let's go. Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I am your host, Rebecca Whitman, and we are so excited to have a personal friend and mentor of mine on the show. Welcome, Julie Surratt, to our show, the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. It is so great to be here. I know I met you, I think, in 2019, and I took your course in 2020, right before the pandemic, and it was just so great for me to be a part of your community and learn how to launch my life coaching business when the whole world was falling apart. It was just such a wonderful haven of positivity. So thank you so much for having that year-long course at the perfect time in my life. That was one of the most powerful rounds of that course we've ever done because we got to have such real conversations and, you know, such a safe sisterhood. And gosh, I was just as grateful for it as you. It's amazing. And now you've totally switched gears and you're no longer teaching in that method. You have a whole new course called Feminine Selling that we're going to talk about in a second. But first, let me tell my audience a little bit about you. So Julie Surratt has guided thousands of women on the path of feminine selling. After years of business experience and coaching with top industry mentors, she found the balance between generating revenue and being herself. She's all about authenticity. One of the reasons why I love you. She has coached more than 3,000 people and helped them increase their revenue by more than $5.5 million. That is incredible. So Julie, tell us your story. How did you get into the coaching space? What is your origin story? Well, let me just back up even to before the coaching space, you know, I remember growing up when my dad would come home from work and, you know, I admired him. I respected him. He was successful and he would just come home and just seem really tired. And he didn't really have like emotional availability for the rest of the family. You know, he provided for us and I respected him and he's like my hero. Um, But it, there wasn't like a warmth in our family because I felt like his work just, he, he worked so hard. And I made a promise to myself that my career would never look like that. I didn't know what it was going to look like, but it wasn't going to look like that. And what I made up because he was in sales is that's sales. That's what sales looks like. It's stuffy, it's briefcase, it's suit, it's exhausting, it's inauthentic, it's formal. And I'm not any of those things. So sales is clearly not for me. That's what I made up. 
So, you know, I went off to college and got my double major in marine, you know, uh, well, my master's in marine biology, but my double major in anthropology and philosophy, neuroscience, psychology, and my minor in French and fine arts, because I just wanted to explore and do anything but business. (laughs) And um, it's so funny because, um, you know, I went and got my master's in marine biology, which was what I always wanted to do. And while I was there and working to save the dolphins and the environment and all of that, I realized that the highest level of impact was not going to come from me publishing a paper that two people read that pretty much like we fought with, you know, the World Wildlife Fund. We we worked with the World Wildlife Fund. We kind of fought with the, you know, Hong Kong government to not build runways where the dolphins fed. I mean, we were lobbying, we were doing all of that and they still built the runway where the dolphins fed. And I'm like, gosh, you know, there's pollution in the water. Like, why does this happen? Like, what, what can I do that will have a real impact? And around that time is when I um, sort of just like, there's like I said on a silent prayer of like, I need, it was like a dark moment. Like here I am in what I thought was my dream career and I hate it. And it's not what I thought it was going to be. And that was about when I met an amazing woman who was an entrepreneur. And I met her on a weekend with friends and all of that. And she had a coach and she was feminine and crazy successful. And I'm like, whoa. Like there's a whole other world of possibility on how to do business and life. And like, that was my first example of, I could be feminine and powerful and successful and authentic all at the same time. And that was when I stepped into coaching. Cause there's a lot of, there, there was a lot of that in coaching and like, I belong there, not here. And so that was where my coaching, um, sort of vision started, you know, and that was in 2000. Uh, thir- 12, 13. So 2012, 2013 is when I started my business. And so, as you know, we, you know, did a lot of um, business coaching with, you know, lead generation with high quality leads with workshops. And we taught sales inside of that. And I got to teach thousands of women sales. And I got to see that whenever I basically influence somebody and touch them on, here's how I do sales, here's how you can do it. They had a result. And the way I teach sales is very different. So I have all of these thousands of women and many, many, many years of practice doing this inside of my program, where it was just one small part of what we did. And what I decided, given where we're going economically, given my mission to empower women, I thought, I want to actually help more women than just entrepreneurs. I want to help anyone who wants to get good at sales, right? So that could be like not just entrepreneurs, but like life insurance, car insurance, real estate, direct sales, network marketing, any of that. So, I mean, even like software sales, pharma sales, it could be any of that. Um, Who's doing, you know, a good woman doing good work and empowering her to not just do um, exceedingly abundantly above what she thought she could do in her results with sales, but to do it in a way that's energizing and authentic and sustainable and not that old icky, exhausting model that so many of us are used to. That is so beautiful. Well, that's kind of the theme of the show is we are taking women from burned out, overwhelmed, drained, and stressed to balance beautiful and abundant. So I love that you are teaching women how to do sales in a very balanced feminine way. So what does it actually mean to sell from your feminine energy? What is what is that? What it means is to to be magnetic, to be authentic, to be in such a way that you attract opportunity. 
that doesn't mean you don't work hard. That doesn't mean you don't show up. That doesn't mean you don't have breakthroughs. That doesn't mean it's not completely uncomfortable every single day. Of course, it just means that you're being yourself as a woman and you're not trying to be someone or something you're not. Um, It also means that you're an excellent communicator. Part of being an excellent communicator, because being an excellent communicator equals serving people. Serving people equals they appreciate it. They appreciate it equals doing business in a way that feels good for everybody. Yes. Yeah. Sales is service. That's a new paradigm because it used to be you know, salespeople aren't to be trusted, but if you're really coming from your feminine, you're wanting to actually serve. That is, that is a great distinction. So why did you create this new method in selling? And were you always a feminine salesperson? You just didn't have it like systematized or did you have to personally make a shift yourself from how you sold? Um, I think I was always it, but didn't Oh, I didn't have the awareness of it. Cause when you're kind of like naturally something, you don't realize you are it until someone points out, Hey, I think you're really good at this. What if we explore this more? And that's kind of what happened with my recent business partner. So we partnered in April. He's the kind of person who he, um, pulls the zone of genius out of people. Like he's the, his genius is pulling the zone of genius out of people. So in our conversations, he realized like, this is something you're good at. Do you know that you're good at this? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, now that you mentioned it, I guess I kind of am, <laughs> you know, and it's something that we've always done this. I just, I called it something different before. And now it's sort of like a change in how we're talking about it and the change in who we're serving. So not just entrepreneurs, much more, a much more uh, wide range of women. Um, and, you know, that's not to say that I want, I want to serve more people as far as like expanding my niche because that's not it either because this doesn't resonate with everybody this resonates with a woman who um has a certain vision in mind on how she wants to experience herself and her business and that's that's the woman we're looking to connect with here well that's that's beautiful so do you believe in multiple income streams and how many income streams do you have Oh yeah. Um, I believe in multiple income streams. I think it's good to be mindful of focusing. I don't think it's good to like expand into too many all at once because then you water yourself down. Um, but yeah, I mean, I built my biz- my coaching business and got that going for 10 years or so. And, you know, now I've got this other income stream over here of my residual revenue from network marketing. Started that in 2020. Um, at some point we'll do real estate, you know, I'm, I'd love to invest at some point. Um, oh, I have crypto, but like not a, that's not like a huge amount of effort for me. That counts. So you got your foot in the pool, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So completely. And I know, I know for sure that you believe in multiple streams as well. Yeah. So how did you get involved in network marketing? Who presented it to you and what made you say yes? Well, that's an interesting story because it's one of those like, sometimes you don't get presented with an opportunity until you ask, not just even like physically ask, but like spiritually. So I was, it was February, 2020. I was laying on my bed, just exhausted. And I find that I, prior to that moment, I just accepted every month at some point during the month, I'm going to lay on my bed and be exhausted and be of no use to anybody for four days. (laughs) And then at some point in February, I decided this is not what I'm committed to. There must be 
another way. And the day after I sent out that silent prayer, I was talking to another girlfriend of mine and she said, how's it going? Did it? Well, I'm exhausted. Mm, have you tried this product? And I, I said, I've heard of it. I haven't tried it. And she said, oh, you give it a try. So I, so I tried it. I ordered it within two days of consuming it. I felt a difference. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then people started coming to me like, um, what's, what do you, like, it wasn't even like I looked different. It was more like an energy thing. They're like, what are you doing different? So I started to get all of these people coming to me, which I sent to her. I said, I don't, I have my own business. I'm not interested in another business. And I had all these stories about network marketing. I was like, absolutely not. That's for other people. I mean, all kinds of judgmental stories. And, um, uh, so enough people came to me that she said, I think you should really give this a chance and speak to our mentors and understand the compensation plan. And just cause she was so persistent, I was like, fine. And I'm so grateful that she was so persistent because once I saw the compensation plan and met the, her mentors, I was like, oh my gosh, I would be an actual idiot not to do this. And, um, so I, I decided to build part-time. I made $11,000 from that. My first month made $70,000 wow. in my first, um, let's see, it wasn't a full year. It was from March to December of 2020. So not a full year. Um, and just working four to five hours a week. Uh, that's not obviously typical, but this right. is the type of result that happens from an integration of the methods that I teach. All I did was did, do what I teach, you know? And when you do that, it creates results that don't make sense. And those results don't make sense. It creates miraculous results that don't make sense. So that's one of the reasons I'm so passionate. Once I pre created that, I was like, whoa, I could do this anywhere. So it's fun to be able to apply this method to anything, you know? It showed you that your methods didn't just work in the coaching business, but they could work across any industry. Yeah. So give us a couple. I know you don't want to give away everything because you have an up and coming cool challenge coming up, but if somebody's listening and they're like, you know, I just, I'm just not very good at sales, Julie. I'm, you know, I would love to do network marketing or be a coach or do some kind of business, but I just know that I'm not any good at sales. What would you tell that person? I would say, have you ever like invited a friend to a movie? Because <laughs> it's not different from that. And if it feels different from that for you, then you're not doing it right. <laughs> yeah. And really sales is just you having a conversation with someone to find out if you can help them and if you can help them to help them understand how you can help them. That's it. And I think where sales starts to feel icky is where people get into this convincing energy and they start to try to force this conversation on people who aren't interested in having it. So when you sell the feminine way, you're only talking to somebody who you know is interested in having the conversation with you. And what happens is when you have someone in front of you, and that's like a marketing and targeting thing, and it's also an asking the right questions thing. And when you do, and like having, um, having a great ability to listen, and this is one of the things we're going to talk about in, uh, my work and in the challenge and all of that. And I can mention a little bit here too, different, there's four different personality types. And when you know that there's four different personality types and how to communicate with the four different personality types, you're able to create connection and trust more easily and more quickly 
which has that conversation go more smoothly and feel more comfortable for everybody involved. So the way that I talk to you is very different from how I speak to, let's say, here's an example. Um, like I'm thinking of somebody who uh, people, well, I just, I, cause I have a lot of friends who are like you. But <laughs> But yes, there's four different personality types, and the way I talk to you is very different than how I talk to another type of person. Very. You can say I'm a controller. My audience can know. I'm. I, I'm. I can wear it on my sleeve. Totally, and I'm the same way. In in my brand, we don't call it the controller. We call it the boss. Ooh, boss. What? So, what are the names of the four personality types in your teachings? Yeah. So there's the boss, which both you and I are. There's the star which is my secondary. That's actually my primary boss is my secondary. And I think you're also a star, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, and then there's the humanitarian. Ooh, and that's the kind of person I, I speak very differently to a humanitarian than I speak to you. <laughs> and it's, I should be, it's not better or worse or anything like that. It's just everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. And we talk about that, you know? So there's the humanitarian and then there's the sage, and the sage is the wise one who has the, uh, the uh-huh. most integrity of all the types. And, you know, that's, that was in, before I started doing this work that you're aware of too, sage was my lowest. I was full of it. And I had this whole part of being a boss. You have this whole trail of dead bodies behind you, right? To get you, you're just the bulldozer to get to where you want to go. And right. We all have our strengths and weaknesses and that's uh-huh. like the, my favorite topic to talk about, but when you're like educated on the the strengths and weaknesses and how they make decisions and how they feel safe, which is also very different and how they need to feel heard and understood these conversations, like your close rate. I worked with um, my friend, Ashley, I worked with her sales girl. Her close rate went from 25% to 60% just by understanding this, which means you don't need more as many leads. You don't need as much marketing dollars going towards getting those leads. It's just a more efficient way to do business and it's more sustainable. It feels better. So, I mean, this is like my favorite thing in the world to talk about. So I'm just going to pause there and let you talk for a second. Yeah, that's exciting. Well, the, I definitely believe if you talk to everyone the same, you're talking to them wrong. That's right. And you have to look at what you're sharing from their perspective and everybody wants to know what's in it for them. And I think that's a big lesson that I learned as a salesperson. Like nobody wants to know what's in it for me. They want to know what's in it for them. And asking the right questions is really important and listening really well. I know listening is one of your strengths and something that you really taught me in the program that I did with you and just being an active listener and really caring about people and wanting them to get a result. So can you overcome objections in the feminine way or is that too masculine? I love that question. Well, what's cool about this is you don't get as many objections. So Mm -hmm. the feminine method of selling, basically, generally speaking, Unless the consumer, the customer is not a good fit, in which case you shouldn't make an offer, which I also do where I'm like, either I don't make an offer, I refer them to somebody else. um, They'll start to convince themselves. And all I'm doing is holding space and being their biggest cheerleader. That's the majority of how I handle objections. Um, Other times, you know, there are certain types, for example, the humanitarian, they're the type of person who will... uh, 
invest in everybody else. They'll take care of their kids. They'll take care of the house. They'll take care of their guy. But what about them? They will not invest in themselves. So maybe their objection is I can't afford it. And it's like, well, you know, let's say heaven forbid something happened to your child and you needed, you know, $5,000 for some kind of emergency medical thing. Would you find it? Of course I would. Okay. So why aren't you treating your dream the same way with the same kind of urgency? Right. So it's like, even your objections should be connected. Cause like a, like the boss personality type, I don't really get money objections as much as I get time objections. <laughs> I'm doing all these things and how can I fit this in with my life? Like then that, that's a different, right? And so you also get different objections. So you, it's really just understanding the person you're speaking with and speaking into them. Like again, you're their biggest cheerleader. You're speaking into their greatness. You're helping them. I also ask a question like, okay, so if the money weren't a part of this, because money is usually the biggest objection, if money weren't a part of this, would you want to do this? Yes or no? No? Okay, then Great we're question. done here. Yeah. Then no, then we're done here. Loved meeting you. Love you. Bye. If if the answer is yes, then got it. How do we think about this differently? How can we be resourceful? And that's where just, it's just coaching and it's just communicating and it's just supporting, right? It's not handling an objection as much as taking care of another human. I love that. Asking them if they really see the value of it. Like if, if this was free, would you even want to do it? And if they say no, then they're not your ideal client. And we're looking for people who are open-minded and open-hearted. And if not open-minded and open-hearted, then you can be the best feminine (laughs) person in the world. And they're not going to be interested because they're not, they're not open-minded and open-hearted. So how do we attract open-minded and open-hearted people? Yeah. Um, that's getting obviously more into like a marketing conversation, but I'll say even more fundamental than, you know, tactics and strategies is, you know, how do we show up every day? What's our intention? Um, are we proud of ourselves? Do we, are we aware of any inner dialogues we're having that, um, could get in the way of us showing up to our fullest and best? You know, I did a post the other day about the fact that, you know, the good, the, the bad news is you're walking around with a neon sign on your forehead, sharing all of your transparent thoughts about everything with everyone. The good news is you're wearing a neon sign on your forehead, transparently sharing all your thoughts about everything with everyone. And I think that's a good thing because I believe in authenticity. I believe in transparency, right? So, and I, I'm fine with sharing what I'm about to say publicly because I am an authentic, transparent person. You know, I still get nervous for stuff like this. This morning I woke up and, you know, we talked about this last night, you know, or like super last minute, but that's the kind of person you are like, Ooh, you're doing this challenge. Let me help you in less than 12 hours. (laughs) I love that about you. And I'm like, always a yes to that. And always a yes to you. And, um, you know, and so I woke up this morning feeling a little bit like, I feel kind of unprepared. Does Rebecca have what she needs? Do I have what I need? Like, there's some of that. And then there's also like, gosh, this is like a brand new thing that I'm talking about. Am I going to do a good job? Like, right. These are the inner dialogue thoughts I had. And the way that it was manifesting for me, given my boss personality, is it manifests as this like getting short and frustrated and angry and mad at people. Right. So like a friend of mine wants to do a photo shoot later for a thing we're doing in December. And um, I was like feeling pressure from her. Like you're pressuring me to do. I have so much going on in this interview. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. This is, this is not about her. This is not about the photo shoot. This is about, I am just nervous and scared for this opportunity with Rebecca. I'm just like nervous to go live. That's it. Right. And so I share this because 
one of the reasons I think why people are attracted to me is because I'm willing to talk openly like this. So I'm modeling and I'm exemplifying um, authenticity, vulnerability, a way of being where, you know, it shows you that you can be vulnerable and powerful at the same time. And I really believe in that's called being transformational. And I'm a stand for transformation in the world. So I think the more of us can just stop with the act, take off the mask, be real. We're all humans. We're all doing our best. We all have our moments. Let's just be honest with each other about it. And that's where you start to be magnetic, you know, when it comes to marketing and leads and sales Um, and beyond like the strategies and tactics. I think that's like the best advice I could give somebody. That is wonderful advice. And yes, it was last minute. I had a last minute speaker reschedule and thank you for jumping in at the last minute. I appreciate your willingness to say yes. And I'm so excited to connect with you on this live platform and you're doing a great job. So I know you've coached over 3000 women and helped them reach their business goals. You've also been a transformational coach and a leadership program that we both did. What are some of the I would say top three limiting beliefs that women have about themselves and how can they reframe them? Like for me, one of my biggest limiting beliefs is I'm not enough. So I reframed it as I am enough. I have enough. I am willing to set myself free. So what are some of the other limiting beliefs that you've seen are coming up in the thousands of people you coach and how, how can they help them overcome them? How can you help them? Well, you already named one of the biggest ones, which is I'm bad at sales. Yes. Story people tell themselves that once they realize sales doesn't have to look the way they think it looks, they can overcome that pretty quickly. So I already Mm -hmm. talked about that. The second one is um, I can't be like good hearted and benevolent and spiritual and be successful and profitable and make a ton of money at the same time. And my answer to that is really simple. You know, it says in the Bible, it says, you know, when when the disciples asked Jesus, how do we pray? He said, pray that God's will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And in heaven, there isn't like poverty and scarcity and, you know, anything that has somebody feel any kind of lack. So if that's what God said, if that's literally what Jesus said to do, that's what we get to have. I really believe that when we get um, more money, in the hands of what I, I mean, I think most people who follow us are good people, you know, good women. And when we get more money in the hands of those people, good things will happen because there's money out there anyway. The question is, who's it going to go to? Is it going to go to the corrupt people who are not doing good things with it? Or is it going to go to us? I think it should go to us. So (laughs) I really believe it's actually the opposite. I think we need to get more money in the hands of good hearted, spiritual women like us. I'm yeah, go ahead. Okay, go ahead and do your third belief. I just want to acknowledge you that a lot of your profit goes to charity yeah. and profit. So you are actually practicing what you preach. So go on and uh, talk about another uh, limiting belief that you help women overcome. Yeah, I would say the third biggest one is people just are afraid of rejection. Mm. And one of the biggest advice, one of the biggest pieces I can give for that is um, a change in your relationship with the word no. So instead of no becoming equaling this story of I'm bad, I'm wrong, I'm not good enough, I did it wrong, I'm a failure, I will never figure this out, whatever the story is, a person saying no is just you receiving feedback that you're that much closer to the next yes. I love that. Thank you for the no. And try to collect no's. Make that a success metric. Get as many no's as you can. 
because that just means you're getting closer to your next yes. I remember the story you told when you were first to coach, you said you had to get a hundred no's to get your first yes. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was rough. I, I didn't have any of this stuff. I didn't have anyone. That's why I'm like, I wanted to, this is me karmically going back in time and like training my former self because I didn't have anything like this. And yeah, it was rough. And I got a lot of rejection, a lot of no's, and I really almost gave up. And I was in this inner dialogue of, maybe this isn't for me. You know, I have this dream, but I have no evidence that it's going to happen. Nobody believes in me. My family didn't believe in me. My boyfriend who I moved to America for out from Hong Kong broke up with me because that's how much he didn't believe in me. Um, so I had no evidence and no belief other than this dream that God planted and thank God for good mentors, you know, and perseverance and closing all back doors, burning all the boats because yeah, I eventually got a yes. <laughs> Thank God. And, it, but like, there's so many people who give up before the hundred calls. Can you imagine if I had given up a call 99? Oh my God. You know, and no, you've got to keep going. So what do you tell someone who doesn't think they have it? They're like, I'm not like you, Julie, you're outgoing, you're strong, you're charismatic. You love talking to people. You love being silly and vulnerable. I'm shy. I, I can't like put myself out there like you. How can I do this? What would you tell that person? Well, if you come to the challenge, the limitless sales challenge, I think it's on day five. Um, I actual I show actual pictures of me in my former life <laughs> as an academic researcher. And you see me like in my lab coat, my lab coat, my hair braided. It's like literally you can see in the windows, like it's dark out and like working at night. I'm just like, I got my test tubes. Like that was me. You know, this was not me. This, I developed this. I became this. I grew into this. I chose to be this. It was a decision because this was not me. This was not, I wasn't born this way. Unfortunately, um, unlike what Lady Gaga says, I was not born this way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was a decision and you have to start somewhere. And even bigger than that, Everybody is different. Everybody has their zone of genius. Everybody has um, their special, beautiful way of doing things, you know, like um, just thinking about like, you know, our friend Leslie, you know, she's a great example. She's like the opposite of me and her personality type. She's like more of a sage and she's very quiet and she's the kind of person who like takes in the room. You know, she's like, she's a big listener. She's never the person to, you won't even find her on social media. You know, she's like very much in the behind the scenes, but she is just as powerful and effective as anyone out there. Um, but her style is nothing like mine. And she's just as powerful as me and more powerful in some ways, you know, and in certain ways where I'm weak, she's very strong and her style is completely different. It's like unrecognizable, right? Or like my other friend, Kath, who is the one who I'm still, she's one of my best friends. And she's the one who I met in Hong Kong, who was the entrepreneur. She's in South Africa now, but she's more of like humanitarian, very soft, very quiet, like just beautiful, feminine, quiet, unassuming, but like fiercely powerful, multi-million, multi-multi-multi-million dollar fashion brand, you know, and she just isn't her way. So I think it's up to people to practice and find their way and what's authentic for them, which it takes practice. You try on a jacket, doesn't fit, put another one on and keep going until you find your voice. 
I love it. I like to call that self by process of elimination. <laughs> <It's> good. <laughs> different ways of being and you, you see what works. So yes. I am really excited about this challenge that is coming up. Can you tell us what is the challenge about and how can people find the challenge? This is the first time I'm talking about it. I'm actually doing a live later this afternoon to talk more about it, but I'm like literally like full body chills going to jump out of my seat. So excited to tell people about this. Finally been working on it since April. Oh my God. Poured my literal blood, sweat and tears into this thing. Like Rebecca, what you experienced in the program with me that you paid for, this is like 10 times that and it's free. Oh my God. I can't wait. Like, yeah, like the amount of like intention and effort and time and love and thought I've put into this is insane. Um, So the Linda Sales Challenge is for women who want to really recession-proof themselves by learning to sell the feminine way, which means avoiding burnout, learning the sustainable way, just like we've talked about this whole time. It's everything we've talked about this whole time, but it's like day one. What what are your inner dialogues? You know, it's shared to my mind earlier. Like what get in relationship with your inner dialogues because right now they're running the show and you might not even realize it, right? We're gonna talk about who is your who are you selling to? We're gonna identify your avatar. We're talking about um, yeah, how to handle objections. I actually have a whole unit on that. We're talking about my actual cultivate method. So I have a whole day on that, which is what you learned in, in the program with me, which is like my actual, it's like, it's an acronym. And I, the reason I uh, created it to be that is because I believe in cultivating relationships, but it's an acronym and it's sort of like a script that if you understand the intention of the, each line and how to go through it and like how to take a person through whatever it is you sell, it doesn't matter. It's applicable for any product. Then you get to the point where they're ready to buy. They're convincing themselves. And it's sort of like what I said, you don't really have to deal with objections, right? Just as an example, this is some of the stuff we're doing and it's all free. So I so excited. And there's and it's actually two hours a day because I'm doing an hour of teaching. Although to be honest, that might be kind of like a star thing for me to say, like stars sort of, don't have the best relationship with time always. Like I might have like 90 minutes of content, not, this is a brand new thing. I haven't like practiced it or refined it yet. So anyway, an hour ish, maybe longer of content. (laughs) And then another hour of Q and a for everybody, no VIP, blah, blah. It's for everybody. An hour every, so two plus hours every single day of like content plus Q and a. So it's like just such a big give and I'm so excited to offer it. When is the challenge? November 14th. So yes. So we go live on Monday, November 14th at 11 Pacific and there's replays and all that, of course, if the time doesn't work, but yeah, that's, that's the day. That's the time. Okay. And we're going to have a link in the show notes. So make sure you go to the show notes to get into this free challenge. And what if they hear this podcast after the challenge, how can people keep in touch with you or find out more about the feminine selling method? Yeah, I would say, you know, follow me and get notifications because I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff like this in the future. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, you can always send me a DM. I'm very accessible. And, um, you know, if there's something like I actually am building my um, Christmas and New Year's sale right now as well. So there's a whole pipeline of fun things coming. So just, you know, follow me and you'll be able to get in the flow of like all the new awesome things we're offering. All right. And what is your Instagram and where can people find you online? It's just Julie Surratt. No space, no underscore, any of that. Just J-U-L-I-E-S-E-R-O-T. 
on Instagram, on Facebook. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the Balanced, Beautiful and Abundant show. We're so excited to see this challenge. I know I'm going to be signing up and learning this and so excited to see this rebranding and relaunching. And I think it takes so much courage and humility to rebrand yourself when you've presented yourself to the community in one way for 10 years and to take a different direction. I just think you're such an example of rebranding, but you know who else did it? Who we both look up to is Madonna. That's true. <laughs> she she rebranded and reinvented herself so many different ways. And that's true. why she is so timeless because she changed as she evolved, her music evolved and her image evolved. And so I just got to give you a high five for this relaunching and rebranding of your business. I'm so excited to see it and be a part of it. And thank you so much, everybody, for being on this journey with me of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show, where we're taking you from burned out, overwhelmed, stressed, and drained to Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant. You can give us some digital currency if we were of service by taking a screenshot, tagging us in your stories, sharing this podcast with a dear friend. And of course, we really appreciate it if you would give this a five-star review and subscribe. We just so appreciate it. It means the world to us. So thank you so much, Julie Surratt, for being on the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And until we meet again, keep your vibe high and your hands clean. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. Please rate, subscribe, and review this podcast. If you or someone you know feel stuck and needs more abundance and balance in their life, please go to my link tree in the show notes to schedule your complimentary breakthrough call. I look forward to hearing from you and we'll see you on the next podcast episode.